Hello and welcome to Watermouth, the show that talks about fitness, nutrition, and life from three average athletes that have no business doing so. I'm your host, Michael, and I'm joined by my two gym besties, Cassie and Ashley. In this episode, we talk about fitness devices, the things we like and the things we don't like about them, how they affect our training and our mental well-being. Stick around to the end of the show and hear how we did on the last podwad and what we'll be doing for the next one. Also remember that if you'd like to support the show, you can do so by leaving a much appreciated review or you can support us on PayPal. The link will be in the show notes. Thank you and enjoy the show. So like we mulliganed this topic like six times because we really didn't know what we were going to talk about, but we decided very last minute, or I should say I decided fitness devices, bam. So a little backstory, I decided for the month of June to give up my fitness device and I didn't actually succeed. I just, I just decided to stop. I think I I'd made it halfway through and then that's when I put it back on. And the, the reason I put it back on was because I was not moving anymore. Like I just stopped moving. So it is a very good reminder to, re- to move. I have um, a Garmin. It does a little buzzing noise when you haven't like moved after an hour or so. And without it on wearing just a traditional watch, I would just sit there all day long. Having that like constant reminder to just do a little lap around the building, get up and walk around was um, something I missed. That being said, I mean, obviously we're going to like crush this topic like so fast. So maybe we will. We could have a part two. Yeah. The thing I did do when I put it back on was I turned off all notifications. I really enjoyed not having any push notifications because what would happen was I would hear my phone go off and I would instinctively look at my wrist, even though I wasn't wearing it for like the first week. And it's never anything important. It's just a distraction. That's all it is. Half the time it's from Instagram. Like, do I really need to know that someone liked my shit? And then I go in Instagram and then I'm like looking at it for like 20 minutes and I'm like, oh, I've been standing at the kitchen sink because I just dried off my hands and started looking at Instagram for no fucking purpose at all other than like to distract me. Uh, So that that feature has stayed off all month and it's probably not going back on. I love not knowing what's on my phone until I check my phone. Yeah, I've had a Garmin and now I have a Fitbit. Um, I have not been wearing mine lately because I just forgot to charge it. And it's just been like an endless cycle of me taking the charger places and not having the watch and then me taking the watch with me and then not having the charger, just losing either one. So it's not been for any reason except like pure, pure like mindlessness on my end. But I actually got a Garmin in college because I was doing like uh, 20,000 steps a day or something like insane. I would go hiking like every day in between class and work. And then at one point I was just like, I need to take this off. Cause if I would be at like 14,000 steps, I would get like a little bit of anxiety. Like I didn't hit this goal. And I do very well with things when I have like tangible, like a to-do list. I don't know if you guys have ever seen the way I plan out like vacations, but I'll have like wake up time. This is what we're doing for breakfast. This is what comes next. Like I have it all planned out. I'm like, I'm okay if we don't follow it, but like I need a guideline for things. So having that tangible, like 20,000 step a day goal when I wasn't hitting it because I was like, 
an adult in the real world with like four jobs. And I realized I wasn't going to be hitting that. I took it off for a while. Um, and, you know, it was remarkably better. But also the same thing, like you said, Michael, the push notifications were like incredibly distracting. And I know you guys at work can't have that, but I could have it. And like, it would buzz in the middle of like a session with a kid and it would be like everything in my willpower to not immediately go to like my watch. And like, I could miss something. Like I could miss something that was like a really big deal or really important. So I took it off, didn't wear it for a long time and it was fine. And then I think it was like right pre-pandemic, me and Malcolm just like randomly one night went to Target and bought Fitbits. And then it worked out really well because then during the pandemic, there were no gyms, no like version of activity. I had that junky ass back and I was like, oh, like I'm going to start walking. And it was like a good outlet and like a good goal for me to have to hit 10,000 steps a day because otherwise I would have done exactly that. Like I would have sat down to telework in the morning and probably not moved because we had basically like a studio style apartment where I sat in the kitchen and worked and then went on the other side of the counter and ate and then back to the other side of the counter to work. So in some ways it was, it was really good. And also I lose a crap ton of weight if I wear the watch because of the, just that, like that extra movement throughout your day. I don't think people realize how much that makes, like how much you cannot compensate for being sedentary for 12 straight hours, going to the gym for 60 minutes and then going home being sedentary. Um, so I lost like 15 pounds in quarantine and all I was doing is walking. So I'm sure a lot of it was muscle mass. That's just kind of, I think, important to keep in mind with your personal goals too. And I think movement is something everybody should do. But like, if you're trying to bulk and put on some weight, you don't want to be walking 20,000 steps a day. Yeah. So my experience with fitness devices, obviously I used to sell them when I worked fitness at Sears. So I knew like a bunch of the the models that were there. They never really appealed to me until like my mom got me uh, a Fitbit for um, Christmas. And then I started wearing it. And like from there, I started taking like nutrition a little bit more seriously because you could set goals for yourself or, you know, where you want to be and how do you get there and, you know, logging your calories and all that. So that was like a huge you know, turn on for me to, to wear like a Fitbit. And especially since we were inside most of the time, it was like just me pacing around, just trying to get like to, I set my goal to 5,000 steps because I was not going to go too ridiculous and do 10,000 a day, but it's, it's, it's fun until you start getting a tan line. And that's really the only reason why I take it off during the summer. Cause I really, cause I tan very easily. I have very dark skin. So I, I just don't want the tan line. I mean, once it becomes like fall, once again, I'll probably wear it. Because usually in the winter is when I cut. How awful to get a tan. I don't know what that's like. I've <laughs> never had one of those. That's actually not a lie. <laughs> <laughs> hey, red is a different shade. It's not a tan, though. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's good I think uh, something that's kind of interesting with fitness watches and CrossFit in particular I actually have a couple points about this Um, so one I was wearing my Garmin when I first started CrossFit the amount of devastation I felt when I would check the calorie burn after like an hour of CrossFit was 
it would be like, you've burned seven calories. And that's when I was really back in the mindset that I just needed to burn as many calories as fast as possible. But it was like, it affected me so much that I kept like a Planet Fitness membership um, on the back burner because I would go and like run or do the elliptical or whatever to make up those calories. And I think you can get into a really bad cycle, especially if you're a weightlifter. And we all know that the only way to achieve the body type and the strength that most people have as a goal, if you're doing CrossFit, if you're doing Olympic lifting, if you're doing powerlifting, is going to be by lifting and your watch is just not going to show that calorie burn. It's not going to be the same as if you ran a marathon. It's going to look very different. And I think people can get that stuck in their minds. Oh, I didn't burn enough calories today. So, so I better go do something else or CrossFit isn't effective or weightlifting isn't effective because I'm not burning enough. And that's a little bit of ignorance on the user end. But I think almost every single person when they start in fitness kind of, at least from my perspective and like my friends starts there with like, I got to exercise to burn some calories. And then the other thing is it's like very not functional if you're going to like clean or do anything with bent wrists. <laughs> I was like jacked up all the time. Cause it was like one of those big fat ones. And it would be like, just like breaking my wrist. One of the coaches was like, take that off because you're going to break your wrist doing this and it's, you don't need it. So I was like, okay, okay. I think that's kind of like an interesting dynamic for using it for CrossFit or weightlifting versus like using it to just make sure you're getting enough steps in, or if you're a runner, right. Cause they track distance and GPS and all of that. Oh, well, I have my thoughts about that because I have a Fitbit. My sister has a Garmin and we have two completely different runs whenever we're running together. Oh, so with her Garmin, if we're doing a four mile run, hers will track four miles. Mine will track maybe 3.8. And what does she have, the Garmin or the Fitbit? She's the Garmin. I have the Fitbit. So she, hers tracks under what yours does? No, mine tracks under what hers does. Does hers have GPS capability by itself? I have no idea. So she has the Fitbit. I'm sorry. I'm so confused. I have the Fitbit. She has the Garmin. And yours tracks less than hers. Yeah. So I've been shorting myself. I don't even use my Fitbit for a run. I use RunKeeper on my phone. Does RunKeeper agree with your Fitbit? It does not. Obviously, there's no way to really figure it out unless you like measure the run yourself, right? But... I think I would trust Garmin more personally. I want to circle back to some of the stuff that Ashley had said. The one thing that that little experiment had taught me was that I should only really care about my neat, my non-exercise activity thermogenesis, the just getting up, moving around, stuff like that. The calories was something I used to have displayed on my Fitbit or on my Garmin, because you can swipe through and see all the little features. I took that completely off and that didn't come back on either. Cause I would find that I would have a tendency to overeat because I would see, Oh, well, I burned this many calories. So obviously I could eat more today. And not only are those like, it doesn't matter what device it is. They're highly inaccurate because they're going off of random data points. I guess not random, but they're, they're, they're doing their best guess, but they, aren't like you you know it doesn't factor in they say like okay a 200 pound man but it's not like a 200 pound man that's at this percentage body fat 
this and that and this and that, right? So it's highly inaccurate and it's not doing yourself any favors. You mentioned something else and I was trying to think about it, what, what it was. Oh, working out with it on for like cleans and stuff. I do wear mine a lot of times in the gym, but you'll notice that sometimes, especially if I'm putting like a wrist strap on for a little extra support or I'm wearing my grips, that shit's coming off because it's just in the way. I'm, I'm using it for, like I said, for my neat. So I'm currently in the middle of exercise, so I don't care about what my non-exercise tracking is at the moment. <laughs> I think I'm a very good example of the watches not being correct as well, because a lot, a lot of them will go off the statistics you put in and then like your heart rate, which maybe it's accurate and maybe it's not even like calculating heart rate. But like my resting heart rate is like almost a dead person. Like I have hypo, I have hypothyroidism, which one of the like side effects could be a lower heart rate naturally. So for me to get my heart rate into those levels where it looks like I'm burning a lot of calories, I'm in like a state of emergency. <laughs> like it takes a lot. So I'll be like sitting and my sister has a like fitness watch. And she always jokes that like hers doesn't go on, her heart rate doesn't go under a hundred because of her anxiety. But like, if I look at mine at any given time, it's like 55 beats a minute. And I'm like cleaning the house. So one, I don't know if that's even accurate, you know, cause it might, it'll say my average is like 62 beats a minute throughout the whole day, but also like everybody's different and everybody's baseline is very different. And I think that goes into even like when you're putting in weight, when you're putting in this and that, I think the trackers and the apps that go with them reinforce all of these norms and they're, and yes, yes, there are norms like, yes, but it kind of almost goes back to like, it'll calculate your BMI in some of the apps. And like, it puts me as like almost obese. Like I'm, I'm like squarely in the overweight category. You know, and I don't, I don't think I'm overweight. <laughs> so I think it gives you like data and metrics that aren't really applicable to anything that is very unnecessary. Um, and maybe for somebody who leads a very sedentary lifestyle, BMI is something you can look at and say objectively, you know, maybe this is something important. No, BMI is fucking trash. Yeah, I was going to say it's garbage. It would put any muscular person as overweight because it doesn't factor in body fat percentage at all. There is a doctor that I follow that he's like, yes, if I have somebody who is like, active I will not use it and he's like but when people come in and they're like I have a sedentary job and I don't exercise he's like then like I know that's not muscle <laughs> so I do agree with you though because like I said it puts me as like almost obese <laughs> and I don't think I am maybe maybe I have blinders on to myself but uh but I do think it just spews a lot of false metrics and I think people get so obsessed with them or stuck on them or you know one of the ones I was like pretty interested in whoop when it came out I was like, ooh, like that, that looks cool. I should, I should get that. And then it didn't have an interface for like a watch. And I was like, well, I'm not going to wear a random ass band and a watch and whatever. So I like that. I mean, I don't have a whoop because I'm against the subscription model. But if you are someone who is serious about your training, I think that's a great tool. I like that it, mod, that it doesn't, fa- I don't think it tracks actual steps and I, and there's no interface. So there's no distraction. It's just collecting data for you to go into the app later, right? 
And I like the fact that it's more focused on your recovery than actually activity tracking. So it's, it's really for the person who doesn't need like the push to go the extra mile, who's going to be training. They've got training on lock. It's really to be like, Oh, should I take a rest day today? What's my recovery say? Like that, that actual function is what, made me consider getting when I instead of so backstory my Fitbit broke I had a Fitbit before and other people might feel differently but I felt like they broke every two years and that really made me mad so I went through a couple of them and so then when I bought an expensive one thinking it would last and in two years it broke just like the cheaper ones that was when I was like all right we're done I was on the fence between Garmin and Whoop whoop it's very low price up front but it's a subscription model and then the garmin is a high price up front but it's all free after that right and so it was really like how long would this garmin last you know like if it divided by the 30 dollar a month membership of whoop would it last that long so far it has actually it's been pretty awesome but I was also debating the features and uh, the, just the idea that it would just be like a bracelet that would be just registering it. And I could wake up and be like, you know what? I didn't sleep well last night. We're taking a rest day today. I really like that feature. Do you feel like the whoop would give you information you couldn't already like feel out yourself? Cause like, I know when I wake up and like, I haven't had the best night's sleep or I know when I'm not recovered 90% of the time, if it's not my rest day already, I'm just like, fuck it. (laughs) Like, let's go work out. And that was my holdup with it was I was like, do, do I feel like this is going to like, I, cause I like that idea. I like that. It's almost like positive behavior reinforcement instead of using the like buzz buzz, you didn't move. Uh, like doing kind of like you said, Michael, it's for people who don't need to be told you need to move. Like it's for people who take their training. Like if you want data and metrics, you're probably taking your data or your training pretty seriously. But I was like, I agree with you about the subscription service. Stop fucking milking people. But also like after a month of that data, like, I don't know my, like my life doesn't change haphazardly all the time. My training doesn't change haphazardly all the time. Um, And I kind of know when I don't get good sleep. I know when I haven't been hitting my macros. I can feel when I'm not really all that recovered. So I think it's very cool. And maybe for high level athletes, that's like, like if I was doing competitions all the time, I'd be like, this is something I really need to hone in on. But do you think that like for the average athlete, like the average CrossFitter hitting the gym, you know, three to five times a week for an hour, it's necessary or I don't even want to say necessary because nothing's necessary, but like, I think think it's moot. Um, And the reason I think it's moot is because when I hear people talking about it, people who have the sponsorships or people who have just been known to use it and will talk about it, they almost never have good recovery scores. Like they just seem to be ignoring it because you can push your strain. So it seems like that's the goal is to get your strain as high as possible and then they'll be like, oh, my recovery's a 15 today. And then they still fucking train. And you're like, that seems to defeat the purpose. If you're actually going to take those rest days, I would find it very valuable. But I, I don't think it's really made for like 
top tier level athletes anyway, because they're doing so much other stuff to try to get that extra push that I don't, I don't think it's going to deter them from, from working out. So it seems like, I don't really know much about whoop. It seems like it's more of like a, something for actual athletes. Whereas I think activity trackers like Garmin and Fitbit are more for like runners and cardio based athletes people who do like high intensity interval training and stuff like that. Cause you really can't get an active read on people who are weightlifting because they have such a high threshold of calories being burned even when resting. So it's impossible to really factor in how much calorie burn is happening in the day. And I think that's a fundamental flaw to a lot of activity trackers. It's like I can burn 400 calories in a workout but I'm probably losing like an extra 1200 just sitting watching the Simpsons for like six hours. I think there's a fundamental flaw with that. Even with activity trackers, the way that they actually track the activity is bizarre to me because you have the interface on the outside, like a watch Mm -hmm. and that's where the sensor is. So when you're getting your heart rate, it's not where you actively test it on the inside of the wrist. Yeah, And that kind of, that's wild to me. It's like, how many layers of skin are you going down just to find my pulse when I could just wear it around my wrist yeah. or the inside of my wrist? I don't know. Well, that's I, why I, I used to wear my Fitbit on the inside of my wrist. Did it ever burn? Mm-mm. Yeah, I turn mine around because the Fitbit is like thin. So if I'm like doing cleans and stuff, it's not it, this one doesn't get in my way. But I do turn it because it's a little bit bulkier and I've never had an issue. Wild. My first ever, I did, I forgot about this. I got it for Christmas when I first started like running. Oh, I was so excited. Um, I got a polar watch with the chest strap and I wore that thing so much and I loved it so much. And I actually am so happy just thinking about it. But I remember cause I was taking this class fitness for life in high school and that PE teacher was amazing. She was, she tried so hard to get me into weightlifting, but my legs got like real big in fitness for life. Cause we went into the weight room and she would have me doing like heavy goblet squats. And I was like, Oh no, I'm having, I have big legs. This is terrible. Joke's on me now. But, uh, she loved the, and she would always say, you got to get the chest strap. You got to get the chest strap because that's like where your heart is. Like you're going to get the best Right. And I know Malcolm uses that for a year of the engine when he does the rowing and he's compared it to his watch. And I forget what he said, but he still wears the heart, the strap. So I assume that's better data on his end. And he's very into, I'm sure there's an Excel spreadsheet somewhere in his computer about it. I had, I had the, um, the, my zone for a little bit too. Mine actually like broke and uh, yeah, I just got unlucky. Like I had it, I had one and it broke. And then I like, emailed the company and they were awesome and they sent me another one but then that one also broke and i'm sensing a theme with broken fitness devices and you michael yeah well i think you're working out too hard that you're breaking yeah maybe you're too strong yeah you need to take more rest days i don't think the the my zones were made poorly i just think i just got unlucky i just decided i wasn't going to replace it after the second one I wore it a lot when I was um, training for the marathon that never happened. Right. I would wear it for the whole, the whole training 
like the whole run, which, you know, could be anywhere between an hour to like hours. Right. And I would go back and look and I, and what was nice was it kind of taught me where that sweet spot is for like a long enduring grind where you're working out enough to keep your heart rate in that nice little yellow zone where you're not like in danger, but you can just keep trucking. So it was nice in the beginning because I could get there and learn how to stay there, learn what it felt like to be in that spot for long periods of time. But I don't feel like I need it anymore. If that makes sense. Like I know, I know how my body feels now during that spot. Oh, that goes with what you were saying, Ashley, about whoop. Like sometimes you can just sense what you what your body needs if you just listen to it. Yeah, I think uh, we always are looking for something that's going to make us better. The magic, like the magic pill of training, right? Like the this this is the this is the watch that's going to make me know everything about me. But I think exactly. I think there these devices are meant to be so much more. Like you said, Michael, like how you used it, like. I don't know what Mac, well, I mean, I know what Mac's heart rate feels like, but like, I don't know what that sweet spot feels like because I don't, I don't know. Like, I know when I feel good in a workout, but I also know that like, I drank water that day and I've been, you know, hitting my training well, but I've also been sleeping and I've been hitting my macros every day and my macros are right. Uh, I think, I think that's something people really uh, forget about. Like when I first started CrossFit, I just like ate fast food all the time. And I was like, why do I feel like shit? And uh, it was one of the things I was like, you know, I would wear my fitness tracker and I would, sometimes I would attribute it was too much movement or not enough. But I think once you learn all those things about yourself and know how you feel, these objects are just kind of like for fun. Like, and I love my wearing my Fitbit. Like I love the accomplishment of my 10,000 steps in a day. Um, And it motivates me to get outside and go for a walk. And, you know, it motivates me to move more or I can check off that I did like a yoga flow. So I'm getting my mobility in. So I think it can be a really positive reinforcer, but I think it's just unnecessary. I think they're all unnecessary in this realm. And I think it's really important to keep those things in mind, kind of just when we've talked about like the expensive shoes and the expensive clothes and this and that, like, that's not what's going to make you great. Like, it's not going to be hitting your 10,000 steps. Like, that's an awesome goal. Like, you can do it all without a tracker. Yeah, and actually, if you think that's what's going to make you do it, that's not going to happen either. Like, I was one of the, I I would say, one of the OG Fitbit owners, right? I was early on the bandwagon, and they have the nice little leaderboard, and, and I'm competitive, so I like to keep myself on the top of that leaderboard, right? But I would notice time and time again, people would get them and they would be up there com- like competing with me for a while. And then they would just stop using it. And they might come back for a couple weeks, but they would stop using it. So I would say like, if you're thinking purchasing one of these items is going to get you fit, that is the wrong, like you're, that's, it's not going to happen. Uh, maybe, maybe it's worked for a few people, but it's, I I don't think it's the secret sauce at all. I think it's very misleading. They sell it like that. And it's a good tool. Like you said, it's a, it's a good tool to get some feedback. Um, especially if you want to like fine tune things, but if you're already not 
doing those things, I don't think it's going to keep you doing them very long. I mean, I do think that, um, I think for certain people, like it doesn't work. Uh, like I myself take it off during the summer just for, for vanity reasons. But I mean, for some people, it is a good forcing mechanism to say like, I should do something today or, you know, to, to promote like a positive, healthy lifestyle. I mean, you can log your food into all of that and you can, you know, put in how much water you're drinking and, you know, set goals. Like I need to drink more water, you know, and that's something that's, that's healthy. A lot of people need to, it's, it's such a basic necessity that people just need to be reminded of. And so it's good to have those little positive, like little markers. I think setting little goals for yourself is good. Um, but the thing is that the, the consistency piece, there's really nothing kind of keeping you there. So I think that's where a, a lot of the potential is kind of wasted. Yeah. I think we kind of beat a dead horse unless you guys have anything else. Uh, the only other thing I had to say, and I don't know if it's like even something worth talking about, but I have read like a few articles because when you first brought this up, I started Googling. That was about like for using like mindset, but training completely device free and music free and headphone free. Music free psychopaths. Yeah. But that was like the whole point was kind of like how we have so much dependency on all these things and almost like won't do things without having the data and having the music and, and, and there's like something to be said for just training and being with just yourself. And in today's day and age, when we're so used to being hooked up to everything uh, to have that like zoning in mindset, but that could might, and honestly, that might be a whole different podcast or just nothing. Yeah. Well, I think training should be fun. And you can talk to Malcolm about that because we had a little argument about doing 100 burpees. And I said, there's no fucking way I'm going to do 100 burpees because that's not fun. And he's like, working out isn't supposed to be fun. I'm like, yeah, no, it is 100%. <laughs> this guy only does shit that he finds fun. <laughs> Malcolm doesn't have fun, I don't think. No, he doesn't know what fun is. Ooh, when is he doing this 100 burpees? I like to have fun. Yeah. You can have he did to- mention it to me and I was like, yeah, I'll do it. I was like, no, I won't. <laughs> you let me know, and they're, like, I to- <laughs> they're like, if he was, it, it was Louie and him. And he's like, well, what if one of that, what if Ashley makes it a pod wad? I was like, then I'm not doing it. Like, I'm just not doing it. He's like, the pod wad was your idea. I was like, and I quit everything. So <laughs> there you go. He did bring it up to me. He was like, you should make the, the pod wad a uh, hundred burpees, but it was like, it's like a 12 foot target. I was yep. like, I can't reach that. It was a foot above your like hands reach. And I was like, yeah. that's where you lose me. Like, no, I, I'll just, just do a hundred burpees. That's just not doing it. Uh, I will let you guys know if you ever do a pod water where it's a hundred burpees, I'm not doing it. Uh, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll film terribly. No, uh, we've done seven minutes of synchro burpees before. So we did a competition to see who could do the most burpees in seven minutes before to a target. I think Mary challenged or mentioned doing it. But I think that comes down to like, just like, I like something that I can just go, zone in and do. Like if it's a hundred burpees, that's okay. That's fine with me. But like, if somebody was like, let's run a marathon for fun, I would be like, absolutely not. Absolutely <laughs> uh, not. Speaking of pod wads, uh, are we ready to roll into talking about how we did on that nice little clean ladder? Yeah, let's do it. Clean ladder was awesome. Such a good uh, event, I guess is the best way to put it. Like it was so much fun we all did it together. We, we had the gym set up with barbell after barbell after barbell. And we just had a good time. We were rolling like Congo line style, I guess. 
It was very fun. I have to actually give like a quick shout out to uh, Jamise because she came and supported the podwad and so did quite a few people. But she told me, I think her goal was like to clean a hundred pounds. Like she was like, I just want to get to a hundred and she cleaned 125 like easily. And I was just so happy for her in that moment. And it's test week and she's been crushing everything. Oh, she's amazing. I know she's been putting in that work. I gotta tell you, the environment there was insane. It was so fun. So much hype. I know. Just slamming the barbell down. Like, oh, it was so much fun. Did you guys PR and what did you guys hit? So I PR'd. I wanted to, my goal was to at least attempt 180 and I did. So a PR for me was 175 and that's where I ended. I at least attempted 180. So now I know what my next goal is. What about you guys? Uh, So I chose this because I've been stuck at 135, which I can always hit and it's not hard. And I can like cycle 125 from the hang. No problem. But I just couldn't hit 136 ever. Um, So I failed 135 like a bunch of times. So it doesn't actually count for the clean ladder or I failed 140 a bunch of times. Um, So it doesn't actually count for an official score. I went back like after to the 135 bar and put like the key extra kilo plates on it. And I was like, I don't know math. I'm just going to throw these on. And uh, Emily was watching me and she was like, you're like, why aren't you finishing the clean? Like put your elbows forward. And I was like, Oh, (laughs) so I did finally get my 140, which was very exciting. Yeah. So I did not have the temper tantrum I was expecting to have when I could not hit the 140. But there was a lot of PRs and it was vi- and your the environment was just it amazing. was so hype. Uh yeah, I also PR'd. Uh, I I hit 245, which I was a little nervous about because my PR before was 230, so or 235. I think it was 235. And going up to 245, 10 pound jump was like, all right, well, let's go for it. Hit it. It was awesome. And then the next bar was 255 and my elbow hit my my thigh and I just collapsed and I tweaked my wrist. It was fine. It's fine now. It's all good. Uh, but there was no more lifting that day. We had to take a couple of days to give it some TLC. Uh, but it was one of those where like the pull was good enough to where I'm like, I all I had to do is just finish that catch. If I hadn't messed it up, I think I would have had it. Who knows? We'll see next time. We got goals, right? That's right. Now you know where to go next. Yep. So, yeah, that was the clean clean ladder. Awesome podwad. And now we're going to roll into what I hope will be another awesome one. It's my week. And we're going to do the behind the whiteboard uh, earned grace challenge so you can either sign up for it we'll post it in the facebook for the podwad challenges if you're not a member of it and you want you want access to it just search podwad challenges we'll we'll add you in and you can get all the little details about when we're doing it you can post your content you'll see our content all that all that fun stuff but the earned grace challenge is just grace 135 95 30 30 clean and jerks for time but the reason we're doing this is because we also want 
anyone who's interested to be able to sign up for this challenge. And you can earn a t-shirt. I think it's like $30 if you want to get the t-shirt. But what's really cool about this one that's different from the Rogue one is the t-shirt you get is dependent on how well you do. So I think that's pretty neat. If you do it in under two minutes, you get a nice little under two minute badge. Under four minutes, you get an under four minute badge and RX and RX badge. So just just kind of fun, fun little add-on. It's a little different. I'm excited for this. I've been working on uh, jerks lately. So, so I think that'll be fun. It's also free to just sign up, which is different from the Rogue Challenge too. Like it's only, you only have to pay if you want the t-shirt. So if you want to be on the leaderboard and participate in the fun, uh, they have made they have made fun for free for us all. Fun for free should be illegal. I'm excited. I'm hoping to get under four minutes. I don't. I don't know, man. That's a. That's it a depends. Good goal. That's on a good goal. I think. I think I'm faster with snatches, and I did not do Isabel in under four. I was like at four forty. So, uh, my my clean and jerks take much more time to cycle through. It's gonna be good. I mean, I, I yeah, I'm going to have a good time regardless. It's going to be fun. Yeah, other than that, you can email us or uh, send us an Instagram message at watermouth, uh, watermouth at gmail.com or just search watermouth on Instagram. You, If you like this content, you can also support the show. If you've been listening this long, I'm assuming you like it. But if you want to support the show, uh, you can support us um, through PayPal. It's you can find us at at live laugh wad and that goes straight to our LLC. And uh, if you want to find my meme page, it's at live at, at live underscore laugh underscore wad. And that's on Instagram. There's actually a lady that follows me. That is the live laugh wad without the, the underscores. And she follows me and she likes my memes. I'm like, come on lady, just give it to me. Just give me the handle. <laughs> Um, you can find me at prep it real good. Uh, I have not been posting anything in a very long time, but uh, my work from home ends Tuesday. So I will be back in full blown real meal prepping mode with macros and all included. Um, so if you're looking for some fresh meal ideas, you can find me there. But also, side note, shit's been crazy for, like, all three of us for, like, the last, like, week. Like, none of us have been able to get together and record. We're actually recording way later than we planned, and it was just, like, anarchy. <laughs> You're not hey, if you like that sometimes. <laughs> it's been fun, though. Yeah. And I, you can find me at Platty Bro Fitness. He's Platty. I'm Dubro. Watch us work out. <laughs>